welcome to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 8. eight. Poised for battle. And boy, we be battling. <laughs> Just some reminders. If you would like to contribute to the pod, if you are enjoying it every week, you can go to our Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes. And that will direct you. You can make them in small increments. You can be a recurring contributor, whatever you feel called to do, that's there. And if you can subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to us on, and specifically if you are on Apple Podcasts, if you could write a review, we would love to get our 75th written review. So whoever is our 75th reviewer, you're getting a shout out next week. Just putting it out there. If it's positive. If it's positive. <laughs> Great point. That is indeed true. It's 100% true. Not even going to act like it's not. Uh, yeah. So let's get into it. Let's start with Dom and Mac. I guess some themes that stood out to me this week. Okay. Dogs are taking over maths. Uh, yeah. Point one. Yeah, absolutely. Point two. Why do these cast members think that the entire structure of the entire format of the show that existed 15 seasons before it would not apply to them? Uh, that's, we have uh, uh, multiple people that are refusing to move in. Uh, and then I guess my final thing that we'll get into is like Pastor Cal... His his presence was welcomed, and it was better than nothing. Okay, you were calling for Pastor Cal last week. I mean, I'm always calling for the earlier the expert intervention, the better. And I actually think that they should find a freaking way to be involved in these honeymoons. Because I think enough goes wrong that sometimes they can't come back from. Anyway, I just felt like we got a lot of like the same advice given. And, and there's it's not that there isn't truth in it, but... I just wasn't blown away. Maybe I, they we need get more already. Maybe we get a like a very quick mandatory 30 minute zoom. Yeah. At honeymoons. Yeah. With an expert. On like the second or third day. Yeah. With with time enough to correct some behavior so that paradise isn't ruined. Right. But I, I think that's I think that needs to be built in. Yeah, we're putting that in the suggestion. Lifetime, box if you. you're listening, maybe we add Genetic that. content. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about our first couple. We are talking about Dominique and McKinley first. And I think we both have alert to say about Ooh. these two. So we pretty much, something that I wanted to know if you clocked, we because we pick up right as they're getting to her apartment to get yes. her shit. Were they, do you think they were at his place right before this or the day before? Oh, I wish I would have paid attention to clothing. Clothes, I, I think I, I want to say it was right after. Okay. I think I think we just scooted across town. Yeah. So because we, the energy ooh, reads that yeah, it, 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 it just happened. It does. Energy. Oh, buzzword of the buzzword <laughs> of this couple. He, I mean, we open with him selfie cameraing. He's in a mood. He is he is really in a mood. And he's basically like, I'm the big loser here. I'm sure she doesn't live in a basement. I'm sure she doesn't live in a basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was like, <laughs> he was very 
like, well, I guess I'm just a piece of shit. So let's go. Let's go on with the rest of this day. Horrible attitude to bring into this. Yeah. But here's the thing is, I just feel like Dominique is acting like this is all an aberration. And really what's happening is he is 100% beaten down and can no longer participate in these normal little mini milestones of like the move in with the best attitude. Yeah. Because he's like fresh off of feeling extremely criticized and hurt. So I find it interesting. She chooses to act like to play dumb oh, the whole time that are at her apartment. I hated all of this. She's very condescending. She's very like snide towards him and just like, I just feel like she's full on crossed over to contempt. Yeah, this is, I mean, here's the thing. There's two things going on here. He has a shitty attitude. Yeah. And that is not helping. That being said. Rightfully so, in my opinion. No, 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 rightfully so. That being said, her whole attitude is feel free to browse around. Yeah, if you want to, as they walk into her place, you are. This is your opportunity to be a museum docent. Yeah. Okay. What you the do hell? not. Right. You don't walk into someone's. You don't walk into your own house that you're supposed to be showing around, showing him around, and you go, yeah, yeah you know, look around if you want to. I don't really care. I'm gonna go pack some stuff. No, 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 no. Completely not acceptable. Yeah, no. As if, yeah, he's going to go on a hunt by himself. There was nothing about her that was like, she just, feel free to browse around. And then she just leaves him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't need to browse. I mean, you didn't browse my place. <laughs> Which we're all collectively like, bro, there was no place to browse. Let's yeah. be real. And like, yeah, this is just, now we ha- now they're fully stuck in one of those cycles yep. where it's all like he's reacting to her she's reacting to the new reaction that he's having to her before so now that she's justified to be mad because he's being a bitch here and it's like well he was being a bitch because you were being a bitch it's like someone has to stop the cycle when it gets like this and i don't see it stopping we're just we're just piling on everyone's like really in their their like pride right now also, she just seems drunk to me all the time. Oh, because of like the monotone, boring, the, her bored voice. voice. Her oh. voice. I, I just, mean, there is looks like there's a lot of red wine consumed. Well, and like I <laughs> in this, feel in this couple. I was like, okay, am I being judgy? And like this is just her speech always, like the way she speaks. I think it's that. But I think it's being magnified by alcohol. Mm. And I feel justified in saying that because she offered Pastor Cal wine. But we are okay. gonna get to that. Yeah, don't get to have myself. So then, like right before they leave, so she is at least functioning in the house at this moment in her apartment, as if she's just, I'm just trying to be positive, and he's just over there being so unpositive, you know. I just feel like she's dripping with condescension. She's kind of gaslighting him because she's straight up acting like she has no clue. I mean, I guess he just hates my place. Shut up, Dom. He yeah. do- it has nothing to do with that. 
at all. And she, then so then she makes her she tries to have her moment where she's like, do you think you could see yourself staying here if things work out at the end of the eight weeks? And which I was just like, the timing of this is ridiculous. You're trying to to put him on the spot right now and show like, look how bad your attitude is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> He's like clearly upset. So, and then the dogs come up on their way back to oh, the apartment. Oh my gosh. Which we've never heard of Max dogs, but he, so clearly he has like, now I have a place I would like to bring my dogs. He clearly didn't feel like it was comfortable to bring his dogs because he's living in his friend's family's house for the last five months. Which is a little interesting considering the size of the backyard they were sitting in at the very beginning of the show. Like this house is a big house that Don's oh. staying in and he's staying in the basement. Like, yeah, but theoretically, there could be dogs. I wouldn't there. bring my dogs in that situation. I, I wouldn't either, but it's a close family friend, we're led to believe. I mean, here's the thing. Again, I I understand that she maybe feels caught off guard by the dog conversation mm-hmm. because, bottom line, he came into this not presenting as a dog owner. And she. So, but he like broached it at the honeymoon, it appears. Like they talked about it at dinner. They did like a flashback and she makes it clear. She, I mean, I think she's like old school wilderness girl. She's like the way that our parents were with dogs when we were growing up. Like dogs are there to enhance. They will not do human things. And our generation has sort of pushed everyone to now treat dogs like people. Oh. Like our kids. That's the language that gets used throughout this entire episode. Which the truth is, though, that that is how we act, babe. I know. We act like I that. I know. I know. So just, I'm just it like. It be a lot to listen to. She, bottom line is Dominique is not in that headspace. No. And she doesn't have her own pet that like she's become that way with. So she's very like, no dogs in the bed, no dogs on the furniture, like. They should basically never inconvenience me. And so, I mean, he's clearly tried to broach this from early on. And I mean, I'm sorry. I'm very stumped with them because I walked away from this episode just deeply, completely annoyed with Dominique, thinking that she is so immature, such a biatch. We'll get into more specifics with the pastor cow of it all. But I also am not going to sit here and act like there aren't things presenting with Mac that I would understand if one of my girlfriends was hung up on it. I that's would. Fair. Yeah, I that's would. fair. Like, I would get the like, wait, so you haven't had your dogs for five months and now you suddenly want to move them into our temporary loft apartment when we barely know each other, you know? And But then I, I also felt like she was being really dismissive and twatty about it in the car. Yeah. Like, the way she was being so, like, are we really arguing about the dogs? Because he was trying to say, like, I feel like you're dismissing me and my dogs and acting like they don't matter. And he then was getting so sassy in the car. He, he was like, you didn't even ask me about my dogs. You know? Yeah, he's like, come to think of it, you haven't asked about them once, how they're doing. And da da da. You know, I don't. So that's I, I don't think anything warrants 
how rude and immature she is acting. Well, this this couple, I agree with you. And this couple needs at least one adult. And we have zero adults right now, in <laughs> my opinion. For different reasons. It, 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 yeah, for different reasons. I, like, I don't know. I, I need more from both of you. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I, I, under, I understand what McKinley is feeling, but gosh, man, like, these are like these little things. This is leading up to you guys, like, moving in together. Right. I need a little bit more. Like, stop getting stuck in the negative well, I think Space, he feels like I just spent six, seven yeah. days like on my absolute best behavior and basically swallowing all of your insults and just riding with it. And it wasn't good enough. And for it you. wasn't good enough. And now I've hit a breaking point and like I can't pretend that I don't think that you are just straight up being a bitch at yeah. this point. You know? So they get back to the apartment and like she's making a point to not bring the suitcase in the room. And she's like, I'm just not really feeling it right now. I'm not feeling it. Like she's just everything she's saying. She thinks this is like she thinks it comes off like cool girl. I'm above it all. Like I don't need the drama. And it's like "Mm, you just are actually being really rude and bitchy and insensitive. Yes, you have largely crea- created this negative environment. Right. And then you're bitching about this negative environment. I know. I know. So she's like, I've, he takes the opportunity to be like, get a little more real. Like, how do you think I feel? I honestly feel terrible about myself ever since this honeymoon. Like, I feel like complete shit. I feel like all you do is pick me apart. I've gone out of my way to do all these different things that you would want to do. And all you're fixating on is that I wasn't excited enough for you. And I just don't feel like I feel bad about myself. And she's like, Oh, you don't think I feel bad. And then she smiles, she smirks. And then she's like in her side interview outside. And she's like, he is just negative and petty. And I just cannot. So I'm not moving in. And I just think it's fascinating. I feel, and then she goes, I'm big on positive vibes only and the negativity here. And I'm like, literally the fact that your ass thinks that you're an old soul when you are this insensitive and like, to me, you are literally the definition of like toxic positivity, bullshit Instagram therapy where like, all of the memes you're reading are just telling you that like, if you're healing, cut them out and cut them out now. And it's, and then a bunch <laughs> of dumbasses walk around like cutting people out and making extreme choices in their relationships that are actually really short-sighted, have no, don't honor nuance at all. Like, hello, we obviously know and believe that there are, there's a time and a place for boundaries and in like, Hard things. You You're know? not even trying though. That's but the that, thing. Yeah. And like to me, people that like live in that reality only, I just feel like it's the ultimate immaturity that like you basically follow Insta therapy only and then use it as an excuse to shit on people or cut people out whenever they do something that you don't like or feel challenged by, or 
disagree with. And it's like where like true maturity would be hearing him out in a real way and like actually trying to sensitively walk through some of these conversations. And she's not. It's an inconvenience thing. She doesn't want to be inconvenienced. And so with everything that she has gathered in her 25 short years of life, it is like, oh, you know, this isn't worth it. I'm just going to go instant gratification. I'm just going to go to the next thing. This isn't working for me. Yeah. You're negative. You're negative. You're just negative. I'm yeah. sorry. That is not Ooh. a an excuse for getting, for like walking through relationships. It's right. like, that is not, I need more than that. I need more than you just saying, this is just negative energy. Bye. But it's not acceptable. Yeah. And it just makes you wonder. I mean, like, what the hell? The child came out in this episode. You not. A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's obviously, so she doesn't move in and she goes and stays at her house for the night. And then she comes back for their session. Because obviously Mac doesn't really have anywhere to go, which is awkward. No, if I'm Mac, I'm making myself comfortable in this two bedroom apartment. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So Pastor Kel gets there. She offers him an alcoholic beverage. Word of advice. Do not. Okay. I like my wine. Do not. I would never in this scenario offer Pastor Cal a glass of wine. No. It's, it's so a bizarre. big no-no. We don't do this. We don't drink when Pastor Cal comes, in my opinion. Yeah. It's it, He's there for an hour. Who knows? Right. Just you put can't it away. Not drink for an hour. Like, put it away. It is. It just. It's just such a bad look. Yeah. So it's interesting because she decides to lead with. Well, there's a lot of things on his list that I'm not, and so and he's made that clear to me, and you know, there's also things on mine that he's not. So I just thought it was very calculated. To lead with that, to try and make him the bad guy of the situation when it's like, are you kidding? You've been the loudest about all the ways that he's not uh, up to par for you. And I just feel like she's so, yeah, just that whole attitude that she's had this whole episode. Yeah. It continues all the way through. Oh, yeah. Lots of smirking, lots of like little condescending ways that she talks about him. Uh he wanted someone extroverted, but not adventurous. And then she looks at, it starts to get into like, we have some, we have some shit come out in some of these sessions where like it devolves into their kind of argument, you know, yeah, where they're not looking at each other, but they're like arguing with each other at Pastor Cal. And uh, she's like, you know, dogs in the bed is a deal breaker for me, Pastor Cal. That everyone goes to Pastor Cal like, we didn't ask for this. Right. You know, I said no to this. And, Pastor Cal, like, wants them to see that these things that they're getting hung up on are absurd. My one thing that makes me wonder if there's a little bit of credibility to what Dominique said in After Party is I really thought that, like, even though there's not supposed to be a winner, I really thought Mac was going to, like, definitely come out a version of a winner in this. Because all he had to do was look Pastor Cal in the eyes and say, all this woman has done is criticize me since day one. And rather than do that, 
he actually got pulled like he's now fully i think he's got the fuckets i don't know if they just started today but now he's like well fine if you're gonna tear me down then i'm gonna start telling you all the ways that you're not the person that i wanted and i think this just started but that was what he chose to focus on instead which now i'm like okay well you don't now it's just both of you insulting each other and like Pastor Cal is trying to make them believe that like there was so many reasons that they were matched up together and she's trying like, to convince them and the rest of America. Right. Like someone says, well, I didn't know you were going to do polar opposites. And Pastor <laughs> Cal's like, you are not polar opposites from each other or you guys lied. That was amazing. That was great. And then he just go, starts describing. He's like, you both said you wanted. And he just starts listing. Like, Which is nice. freaking hilarious. Them getting a refresher on what they actually asked for right. was rich. Yeah. I loved every you second of it. You could see like their facial expressions. I mean, they just looked unconvinced and disturbed as he was reading they were, this like, list. They were like, did I really like, put that uh, on the form? I don't know about that. I... <laughs> I have such an issue uh, like with the Dominique side of I asked for an established man. Mm -hmm. I just uh, it, it's like it gets into these gender role things mm -hmm. where once again, there's like double standards in areas and we want things to be equal and 50 50 and it just chaps my ass a little bit it's like i want a 25 year old guy to come on this show and say yeah i want an established mid-30s uh, sugar mama essentially and see how people would take that mm -hmm. like i uh, just give me a break with all that bullshit like yeah. I, it just come on you're 25 years old you're gonna get matched up with someone in their late 20s or early 30s people's careers change they right. evolve and i just i hate i hate this attitude which makes me think she's still too close to those college years because when you're in those first few years after college you can be like very single-minded and very like i am on the path to achieve the thing whether it's the big dream or it's the career or whatever and it like you think that it's all gonna look a certain way and that it's supposed to look a certain way and it makes sense that she's 25 and that's her fixation and it's yeah. interesting like i'd love to have a chat with dom in nine years when she's max age and see what she thinks about how rigid she was around this yeah absolutely um and yet i still think it's fair that she wanted to be with someone who at least was like secure in some way and it seems like pastor cal and mac have made enough comments that imply like money's not an issue so drop it yeah i have money well he's still rocking the cannabis industry right. he said that yeah. today which they did not introduce him as that they wanted us to think he was just in construction now yeah like no. he made that was he's funny fine. he's set he seems set okay. not like steve said i'm not convinced on but, that but but like I don't know. But bottom line, you just, you still, you can't be a judgy asshole. And if you signed up for this process, you signed up to like be open and like give people the benefit of the doubt and like talk over time about these things. I don't know if they knew that. <laughs> I mean, so Pastor Cal's big thing is like, you guys 
aren't even giving it a chance. Well, to her, he's and you're being judgmental and like he he does. Uh, Mac does reiterate at the end. I thought this this just like kind of broke my heart a tad. He's like, I felt very judged by you. You could have taken me to a tent on the side of the road, and I wouldn't have been less attracted to you. And because that's the thing, she's been making this all about like this is affecting how attracted to yeah. you I am. And then she's like, I'm just like honestly kind of over it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. And then the, and then they it devolves into an argument a little bit further, mm-hmm. and they're kind of going back and forth. And she goes, "Are you gonna let me talk, bro?" Yeah, I was like, "That was and right." Then she went, "Geez, Louise!" Oh, and I'm like, "This is like, just childish." Barf. Like, just with all of this, I know, I know. Okay, this is I a do... flaming poo on someone's doorstep, <laughs> like w- waiting to be stepped on. They don't seem like they're. I mean, it feels like unless there is some massive hum- like humility that takes place on both sides, I don't see how they get past this. But it's interesting. And like she comes on to After Party and like in our opinion, it's so obvious that they are not together anymore. And I'm telling you, she's heated as if this just happened. Oh, yeah. And here's what we got to talk about. I know you hate when we bring this in, but After Party is doing this to us every week now. So we have to factor in the information we get in After Party that wasn't included. And I always go back and forth on this, right? Because when people say like, oh, there was so much off camera you weren't seeing. And like, actually, they're a totally different person than what you saw. I do always struggle with it because you're like, well, if this was like a real consistent character issue about a certain thing, I just have a really hard time believing that the editors wouldn't include it. And yet I know they can barely include anything when they're filming for these full days. And it's probably behooves them to have a clear villain or like, person you feel sorry for and person who you're mad at episode to episode. Yeah. I don't know. But bottom line, she's, she acknowledges Mac on camera is very sweet and very respectful, but there's a conveniently edited out side of him that has been ranting. And she said right before pastor Cal got there, he was on like a 10 minute rant about all of the ways that she was not what he wanted and that there was another rant at the apartment. And then I guess I go back to like, I watched how she was in the car when he was, whatever your judgment is of it, he was genuinely like expressing frustration and like feeling let down and kind of hurt with all the dog shit. And the way that she was so wrote it off and was just like, this is just absurd. And honestly, like, I can't believe are we really going to argue about this? So then I then I go back to like, I don't really think I trust her takeaways from things because she's always going to be sure that she was not the bad guy. I don't know. What Here, do you here's think? Well, I think after party is a little tricky because unless there is a major, major event they only talk they really only talk about the episode they're watching right so if matt comes on after party next week 
Mm-hmm. Are they really going to take the time to go to him and be like, last week we were on here, M- uh, Dominique they made sometimes do. some, I'm saying if it's a big thing, but if it's something small, like, oh, he's different behind cameras. Like they're not going to rehash everything like that. And, and so that's why I don't think it's like totally, it's not totally fair with certain things that are off camera mm-hmm. for them to go back. Now, there was a situation where, they went back with Jasmine and Eris to something that was said at the wedding a couple weeks after. But with something like this, it's like no one really has, unless they're going to hashtag release the tapes, we don't know. You know what I mean? And so like I, anytime someone is saying, oh, they're so different on and off camera, I don't really buy that personally. You don't? Okay. No, I don't. Because I think that person could say the same thing about the other person. Right. Yeah, I always just get a little bit uh, hung up on it. And then I get start going like, oh, my God, is everything that I think that I'm watching, like, actually have a whole other layer behind it and a whole other thing that I didn't know, you know? I think they give us enough overhead camera moments throughout the season to make our own determination. Okay. So we walk away from this clearly feeling very soured by Dominique. How do you, like, where do you stand with McKinley and like the relation right now? I mean, I think he has, he has responsibility in this, but at the same time, it's very difficult. Like hearing all of when you like count the beans on one side here of this like scale it's very difficult because it's like, okay, you hate my sense of humor. I mean, I don't like his sense of humor either, but you hate his sense of humor. You don't like his dogs. You think he's has, you says he has, you says he has no assets. Like, <laughs> like all of these things. And it's like, geez, like I would feel the same way. She was referring to his clothing as assets. I don't know. I'm just saying it like, baffling. it's still just piling yeah. things on, you know? And it's it's just hard. Like, there's a part of me that, that, like, wants to say, okay, McKinley, like, you're in your mid-30s, like, be the adult, make repair attempts. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would if I was in that situation. Yeah. Like, he's the one who's at least in the house right now, you yeah. know? Yeah. I have a lot of respect for people that make repair attempts. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I think we should talk about Gina and Clint. Yes. Gina and Clint. So they're. <laughs> I want Team Clint. Just got to say it off the top. Yeah, I am. I'm too. back 100%. One man said a stupid thing. He shouldn't be crucified every week for it. I-, I will say I'm still suspicious of Clint as a human being because there is something about the way that he. Oh, o- I never feel like he's truly like he's always acting like everything's okay except for screaming on the sand moment. And I just don't believe it. Yeah. So that just gives me pause with him. Cause I feel like I still don't really know what fully, what kind of guy you are. And like the glimpses I have gotten, I haven't loved. At the end of the day, it's hard because we know that Clint and Dominique end up kissing at some point in the future. Right. Right. (laughs) That being said, we try to keep this on a week to week basis. And 
Clint is making all of the yes, repair attempts 100%. in this relationship. And yeah, he, it might not be all like, you're right. There is aspects of it where I don't believe like it's really not as good as you're making it out to seem. Right. But I don't know what show Gina thinks she's on. He's at least like bottom line. He knows how to have a good attitude. Yeah. You know, and like Gina does not. So we're looking at her apartment. And then pretty quickly she wants to sit down and talk about how he's feeling. He's feeling great. Gina is nervous and doesn't know how she's feeling about moving in right away. She's not seeing the progression she hoped for. There was nothing romantic at all over the last week. Something's seriously missing. And he just says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which that's, I'm talking about uh, yeah, those yeah. moments. Okay, that makes you sense. Know, where I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really? That's all you got? Like, I sometimes feel like he's being a bit of a politician when he can. But anyway, I'm just like, <laughs> then she starts to get into, you know, it might even be bad. Like, it be bad for us. It might set us back even further. I'm like, nice try, Give Gina. me a freaking she break. She says this more than once, too, and I really know. thinks that this makes her case to Pastor Kyle. And I'm like, girl, no. All you've done is talk about how busy you are with your job. Right. And you think not living in the same house is going to somehow bring you closer? Right. You guys aren't going to see each other at all. Yeah. Like, this is just a It's absurd. Crock. And it's all about, well, because then, like, later, it's all about, she thinks it's actually worse to be in the same apartment, but in different bedrooms. Oh, we're going to Than it is just, to not be in the same apartment at all. Can't even. Which is baffling to me. And I just, I feel like this is all very much a stretch. And honestly, I'm just like, how many days have you had this plan? Really? Because... Yeah. You knew this going into letting him into your apartment. You knew you were going to say this. Yeah. And I'm just like, how long have you been thinking about it? I mean, the most cynical people online like really believe this was always her plan and that she only is on here to promote her salon and that she had zero intention. Whoa. I'm like, I don't know that I fully believe that, but I just think she's really doing some acrobatics here to try and make it make sense. And it doesn't. Yeah. As a no. choice. No, know? It, it, no one's buying it. No one is buying it. He's not buying it. Pastor Cal doesn't buy it yeah. later. I just, I totally agree with Clint's whole thing. Like you have to be uncomfortable. Exactly. Like it's going to be uncomfortable. It's the whole thing. It, it's the whole thing. You have to do this uncomfortable thing. You signed up knowing you would have to do it. And her whole thing is she says, I don't want to get to the end of eight weeks and we're just going through the motions. I'm like, I know. What does that even mean if you move in together? And You're I'm like, how are you ever even going to get to that? To, uh, you have to, you have to do stuff now to avoid being that at the end. I want to say that there is a zero percent success rate in couples that don't move into the apartment right off the bat. Yeah, for sure. There has to be. And then she's in her side interview. You know, I mean, the last thing you want to do is admit it may not be working. I mean, you know, we made vows. We made vows. Please. And I'm just like, LOL, Gina. Like, I don't even, I, I really don't believe that you take these vows as seriously as you're saying if this is how you're functioning seven days in. 
Yeah. I just, she's clearly written the whole thing off. He doesn't stand a chance. Can we get to the Pastor Cal visit? Okay, yeah. Okay. So Pastor Cal comes and then we get my LOL moment of the week. She starts off this meeting (laughs) by saying, I'm always digging for the gold and looking for the positive. Oh, please. I know. Are you kidding me? Well, and it felt like a, it felt like a backhanded compliment. Like, oh no, don't worry. I dig, I dig hard. I'm good at digging hard I'm down there for the good in stuff. The, in the coal mines. In shitty people. Like, believe me, Pastor Cal, I can see the, the gold and even the most annoying guy. I was just like, Gina. We get the, 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 the throwback. Mm-hmm. to the comment again. Mm-hmm. And every time I see that, it sounds worse and worse to me. The the ginger comment. Oh, I don't vibe with ginger features. I don't features. vibe with gingers or red features. And the face gingery. that... Gingery. She said red too. But anyway. Yeah, it's just... Gosh, it's just... It's l- bad. It's not good. Yeah, so I just think it's a really interesting. And then she she basically said, "We're not doing well because of the comments he made." Which I'm just like going, "Really? That's what we're going to say? That's why we're not doing well, Gina?" Like I think that we weren't doing well apparently from the first full day after the wedding when you first were facing your fate with said gingery features like (laughs) and then he of course though doesn't let that go by itself and he brings up well and then you know the ginger ginger then she starts with the ginger and then we just derail (laughs) his whole thing is like pastor cal am i right ginger features that's pretty (laughs) fucked up yeah (laughs) and then pastor cal is like okay because they're doing they're devolving too into their spat and he's like you're never gonna grow with someone if you focus on all the things you don't like you not moving in is a step towards not being together Mm -hmm. it's just really fascinating to me that she's just so hell-bent that this is the way to get to know each other better no yeah and, and he asks if it's decision day. Yeah. And she wants to continue to get to know each other. She's, But then she's still holding and not moving in, no matter what Pastor Cal said. Well, because Pastor Cal's thesis can be read between the lines as, if you don't move in together, we don't have a show. So right. you guys are moving in together, damn right. it. <laughs> and then she brings up the bed thing, and Pastor Cal is like, no, that's not actually. But at some point, she's so adamant. And she believes it. She's really convinced herself with this. He just has to give up. Like, okay. I mean, what are you going to do? Force a woman to move in with a man? Like, that's all of a sudden it's a different thing when you're like yeah, forcing her. No, you know? that's true, and, yeah. and like, of course, no one should be doing that. But it's really frustrating as a viewer because you're just like moving in is literally the bare minimum of this experiment. That's what this show is. A social experiment. This is the bare minimum. Yeah. You don't have to share a bed. I mean, that's part of the experiment. Will they share the bed or won't they? That's why they give you a two-bedroom apartment. Right, which it's really brilliant that they do that. And I feel like it, it hasn't quite clicked that they must do that for this exact reason every time until now. But yeah, it's just 
I mean, he basically ends it with like, if you're not willing to change, you're not willing to be married as like a broad message for all of them. That's clearly meant for Gina. But yeah, I'm just not impressed. I'm I'm really not impressed. I feel like she's and it does make you give more weight to some of these people saying this is all for her business because you're like, well, gosh, it doesn't seem like. At any stage of this, besides when you lied to the camera, apparently on the first night and said he's super hot, like at any stage of this, have you given it a real go? Chance, yeah. And I don't know, it's interesting, like taking that approach of like, she's not really here for this Mm -hmm. kind of makes you think like, okay, did you, were you playing games in terms of making that comment about how he looks right. to get him feeling a type of way? And then he responds in kind. And now, now I can point to his response and his comment about the type of women that he normally dates and be like, well, that just derailed the whole thing. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's really not hard to untangle that web. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like eyes through which to watch in yes. the coming weeks, you know? We'll watch this space. We'll be monitoring. <laughs> okay, I don't have any hope for them, bottom line. No, zero Nic- hope. Nicole and Chris. We have hope. We do have hope. Because they, we learn. Oh, yeah, they did it. They did it. They got it on. We're. It's about time. I mean, like, I don't think we've ever waited this long for someone to get something mm, going interesting yeah but uh she comes to meet the dogs sees his place his place is nothing to write home about it's fine uh he sleeps in the middle of these two giant dogs and i'm just this is gonna be an issue i'm sorry well especially because the beds in this in this um apartment that they move into uh-huh. not his but i don't know how big his bed is but the beds at the place are like Tiny. Yeah, they're like fools. Right? Yeah, I don't even think they're queens. <sighs> yeah, this is going to be really interesting. Uh, they bring their dogs together. Coda, his dog Coda, cannot stop gyrating and humping. Yeah. The air, the couch. And I was really nervous when, like, I have maths PTSD from what happened in San Diego when they let their dogs meet. Oh yeah. So when they were doing this meeting and his dogs just literally barked in cute Charlie's face for 20 seconds straight. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Nicole's dog is so chill. So cute. That's the saving grace of this whole situation. Her dog is very, very chill. So, I mean, it's, it's like half of their time was taken up with dog stuff. Which is, it's interesting, like, we are complete dog people and, like, totally fit in this category of, like, how much we care about them and their well-being and all of it. But I still don't want to watch, like, 15 minutes of this. Of dog stuff. You know? Yeah. And it is interesting, like... Doesn't make for great TV. It doesn't. And I just, I think that, like, producers need to just acknowledge... That this is now a very important part of the vetting people process. And like, you got to vet the fucking dogs. Yeah. You got to vet the dogs. What kind of dogs can they be around? I mean, 
There's dogs that are amazing when they're the only one, and then they're wretched when they're with another one. Like, you, I, I don't know what to tell you, but you got to, be, or else this is going to be a thing. Like, yeah. we're going to be having full dog drama and dog episodes for the rest of time. And this is not freaking Animal Planet. <laughs> like, I'm kind of, I don't. Great point. I don't, it's just a lot. I know, like, I know. Your dogs? Do your dogs sleep on the, the the bed? I don't want dog hair on my bed. I sleep in the middle of my dogs. Can I fit on the dogs with the dogs? And it's just like, yeah. Well, and the just thing like, is, I, I, I just stop. <laughs> I don't care anymore. It, I know. And this stuff really matters when you're going to live together and be married. But it's like, can you guys figure most of the hard part out, producers, casting directors, before the wedding comes, so that like we have minimal storylines of this, like. Okay, past the meeting. All all I have to say is like past the meetings, it, it shouldn't be taking over episodes. Is all in the I'm last saying. two seasons, I have seen probably thirty seven dogs. <laughs> Equal amount of tears have been shed. Yeah, like it's just uh, I get it, and like you said, you prefaced it. We love our dogs. Lord knows you spent far too much money keeping these damn things alive. There are pride and joy. There are preciouses, but it just it doesn't make for good TV. Yeah, exactly. So their big thing this week actually really caught me off guard. Me too. And it clearly caught Nicole off guard and it caught Pastor Cal off guard. And once really weirdly enough, you have Chris putting his foot down to be like the third couple, making them like the third couple to defy Pastor Cal, but for different reasons. So he surprises her by suggesting. So they realize that both of their leases are up right when the eight weeks are up. And apparently it's common in Nashville that you have to give 60 days notice, which that sucks ass. That's extreme to me. And so they basically, the pressure is on. Are they going to both give 60 day notices like right now, knowing that they will be, have this whole added layer of stress to be dealing with in the like couple weeks before it's over? And, or do they renew them? Cause I guess you can renew your lease for nine months instead of a year because and this is what's interesting. So she's clearly not, she's caught off guard. She's like, what? Like, she's like, are you thinking about how, like, I don't want to be a dating. I don't want to go from being married and living together and doing life together to we're living in separate places no. and doing slumber parties and trekking our shit back and forth across town. And he's like, well, but I mean, what if we run into problems a couple of months after the show's over? What if everything's great at decision day, but then a few months later it's not? And this way we're safe. And it's like. But you've already been living together for two months. At that like, point. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. I'm not into this at all. I don't, I'm not it's into this at all. It's weird because I completely understand why this is actually kind of. It's either perfect and they could like get their new place right at the end. But like, it's pretty logistically inconvenient. Like that's a lot to be stressed about right before. If anything, I would have thought that like the intuitive thing to do would be, we only cancel, we give the 60 days on one of the apartments. Well, hers, yeah, hers is a 30 day. 
Okay. His is 60. So she's like, yeah, my my thing is Chris needs to get rid of his place or what it doesn't matter whose place it is. Yeah. Get rid of one apartment. At least have a place to where you don't need to move. Like you, you don't, can be there in the interim. You can be there in the interim. The right. And then if that way you don't have pressure in the next eight, seven weeks to try to right, panic. panic and get a place together and mixed with decision day. And like, exactly. I, I just, no, I don't agree with this at all. And it's interesting. The dynamics here are interesting because, and I think we're going to get more into this next week when we have um, house warmings with them. Mm-hmm. Nicole knows that she can be yes. overbearing. So she is doing a really good job of taking a back seat. Chris, on the other hand, knows that he can get walked all over. He- They're both doing a little bit of overcompensating they, right I now. think exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like it's not a valid concern when you're like, oh shoot, this 60 days is actually coming up real soon. It, yeah. it is a valid concern. But considering what just happened with the dogs and you getting that- right of way to bring your two dogs into the house. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting that we're going back to the well here and being like, yeah, so I'm making this decision as well. Yeah. Yeah. And she basically admits post pastor cow that she doesn't agree with it. She doesn't love this choice, but I'm going to go along with it and not rock the boat. And keep my mouth shut right now. I think this is one that maybe you rock the boat a little bit. Yeah, but I think she's so worried. She's. I think she's so all in right now. And to hear him like considering those other things, you know, I think she. It's like you said. Like she is so worried about stomping all over him and and making everything her way that she's maybe over. And like, I just, I feel like this is something when you are a girl with a strong personality who's also thoughtful and empathetic, you can find yourself in this predicament a little bit because Mm -hmm. you're like, you are aware that you have strong opinions and like can feel when you're sure you're sure and whatever. And so you're so worried about that taking over because nobody wants to be the girl that like is taking over or like the ball and chain or whatever, all that crap. And then you keep your mouth shut when it might really matter. I mean, this is clearly not the end of this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I was just surprised. Cause it's like, here's the thing. It's not invalid to consider those fears. I mean, th- those fears have to be rifling through your head all the time when you're in this process. And like, we've talked about so many times, the, the, Success rate ain't great for the show. You know what I mean? And we have heard horror stories about people who have moved all their shit out of their place and then like been shit out of luck 30 days later because it all fell apart. Yeah. I've heard that multiple people that has happened to, but I just don't see how you can approach this any, if you're really all in, you've got to like, be consistent with that all the way through if you want a fighting chance. How I wish that this conversation would have gone mm-hmm. is, hey, I have like next week, I need to make a, a decision about my apartment. You know, I know both of our leases are up at this time. 
obviously like I'm a little, I have fears about like a couple months in of what if we're fighting or whatnot. How do you feel? What do you think? What do you, here are some options that we can do. We can both renew our lease. We can renew our lease on one of them or during this time before decision day, we can try to find a place together. Mm -hmm. Then that's an easier pill to swallow and a conversation starter rather than he's kind of started at, let's each renew our own leases. And that's the smart choice. And I've thought about it. And let me tell you why. Yeah. And that's a misstep. Yeah. Not my favorite thing. Yeah. And Pastor Kyle's clearly not stoked about that, but he's like, we'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, that's just what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then we find out the only other thing was that she asks him every day if today was decision day, what would you say? And Pastor Cal's horrified because he's like, that is way too much pressure. And she's like, well, it started as a joke. And then it turned into this way to do a temperature check. Which I like, like in I like the idea of temperature checks in relationships they on a regular have this basis. High of stakes, <laughs> but yeah, maybe the stakes aren't so high. And like that's what he said. Like if if you're making it all about decision day every day, I mean that's just like a lot of pressure. It can really fuck with someone's head. That and like I think he alluded to like if you guys have a bad day, which right. will inevitably come. Yeah, don't you don't want to put that person on the spot of. Like, would you say yes to me? Well, not today. It's like, yeah. that's then not it's how like, it's ugh. supposed to be how it works. Yeah. But they might be in the thick of like a feeling. But it's so funny. She's like, in, in her side interview goes, yeah, I I appreciate Pastor Cal, but I'm going to ask him every day anyways, because I don't really give a shit and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Which ugh. I just, that LOL. That combined with her, uh, we finally get some overhead <laughs> camera. Her looking at the wedding, some of the wedding pictures that the production gave to her, being so outraged about how she looked at one of them. That was so that she funny. brings the photo over to the overhead camera and starts yelling, like, how could Who you do this, this to me? <laughs> that was so relatable. So relatable. Hilarious. I love it. But yeah, they're having sex. We don't know much more than that, but they said they feel closer as a result. So, I mean, still the strongest couple by far. We don't need to know much more about it. It's going good. That's yeah. great. Kirsten and Shaq. Oh, oh we my God. have to. Her sad beige apartment. Kirsten's <laughs> sad beige apartment. <laughs> that she is, calls minimalism. Is so not minimalism. No. It's sterile. It's sterile. It's not minimal. There's literally, and then like, there's not even basic comforts. Like, I love how disturbed Shaquille is that she has no end table. I was shocked. <laughs> but I'm like, how do you function without an end table? That That's a great point, Shaq. Looks so like odd. So strange. And there's two like gray prints that have that are designless above the bed. I love how shocked you were at that. Like, I'm like, I feel like I could, that could be at any Target or Home Goods at any day. Just like a canvas with a stucco-y look that has nothing on it. It was closer to a framed piece of gray construction paper, paper <laughs> than it was a design. I am just so here for how truly perplexed and betwixt 
Shaquille was oh. at her place to the point where he literally says, this is weird. <laughs> and he's like, he's weirded out that she, he's like, just got like scrunchy confusion face the whole time. He's like, you don't have any photos up? She's like, there's some little pictures over there. It's a teeny photo sitting in what appears to be like the keys tchotchke bowl. It's a keychain. <laughs> oh, right. It's a keychain. It's a keychain? Okay. It's a keychain photo. That doesn't qualify as photos no, up in the house. He's just like, this is weird. And she keeps being like, it's just enough. It's just enough. And he's like, but wow. Like, where's your <laughs> nightstands? But it's so funny because one of his biggest, I mean, it's clearly the opposite of his place, which is very lived in and so specific to his personality. Yeah. But it's still like his place from what I remember, like it's very put together. It's not like, um, messy it's just like very him and like it's just so much more us it's like of course we love his like love his, yeah his i mean we're the opposite of minimalist yeah but also it's like we don't you don't just throw a chair in an empty room and claim that that's a design style right it just means you don't have any furniture yeah oh which she's like she tried to defend this Does, in, no 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 after party that was, that was a paltry defense and i feel like the only thing she did was make my ears perk up when she said she basically is trying to imply like well what's the point because my lease when my lease is up like i might as well just wait to buy furniture till i move and then she's like but my lease isn't up till july and everyone starts laughing and i was like did you just tell all of us that you're still in your apartment and mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you out yourself That's a little I'm bit? I'm pretty sure it just happened. Anyway, um, her, they're meeting with pastor Cal. I just, I don't know what to make of her at this point because I feel, I do agree that she's not being vulnerable and that Shaquille is being way more vulnerable. And, and, the re- like you know he's not a just self-centered narso because he's talking about himself so much cuz he's brought this up multiple times like i want to know more of you and i've i give information in hopes that like that will make you feel more safe to also give back like i want to know details i want your long stories he's trying to be a yes and yes and she admits like she's not the best at vulnerability but, like, I just wrote down, like, okay, yes, there's clearly a, a vulnerability problem with Kirsten. Is this something that is, like, a larger problem that she's actually down to try and deal with and, like, admit might be standing in the way of her growing in chemistry and attraction with him? Or is it that she's not being vulnerable because she's not attracted to him? And it's as simple as that. Yeah. And she really, like... Enjoys him as a friend, but has no interest of going deeper because deep down she has no interest in that part growing because she's just decided, like, I'm not attracted to him and that's it. She was just so, like, when Pastor Cal said, like, is there any physical chemistry here? And she's just very, like, not really. And then poor Shaquille, like, is like, well, when we go to sleep, you lay all over me. And I'm like. Shaquille, the defense for this is not when you sleep, you touch me. Yeah. 
Once again, it's another week and I'm not getting anything from them. Yeah. I'm not learning more about I know, them. I know. I'm not. And I'm like. It's like, is it really not happening? Or are you guys just choosing not to show it? Because there's way bigger dramas. Like my, at this point, the la- my hope, my only hope here is at home come uh, home, uh, housewarmings next week that we get some sort of indication and some personality with being around yeah. their friends yeah. and family. Because yeah. like, I'm just, I just, what's going on here? It seems as about as sterile as her end lack of end tables in her apartment. Sterile is your word of the day. I love it. It's just. I know. I don't. It's weird because I still I sense a com- that comfortability and ease between them. You know. Yeah. But I don't feel like she's really giving him much to work with at all. And there's no argue. There's there's no real argue. There hasn't been really any arguments. They Other ha- than they, the one she invented about joking. About the sense of humor. But they respect each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just bizarre that we just are stuck in first gear here. I know. Yeah, that's a good way of describing them, actually. That's what it seems like. They're just stuck in first gear. So I'm curious. Next week, we'll bring us some more juice. Finally, we have Eris and Jasmine. Which, I mean, we have to give a moment to... So Jasmine... Lives at her parents, Mm -hmm. which is why there's all the shelves of her crowns and shit. We see the dog situation. I know a lot of people have feelings about the fact that these puppy, that she's breeding, like using a female dog to breed them, to make money. And that these dogs are in the kennel, multiple of them. And that she's going to bring the mom dog with her to the apartment and just leave all the dogs by themselves, the puppies. That part is concerning because they are supposed to be with their mom for like at least two to three months. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if we got to call PETA. I don't know if this is a (laughs) non-issue. I don't know if we have a Corella DeVille forming. I'm lost. What I will fully acknowledge is that I don't love to see puppies in a cage And when I hear that fact and remember like, yeah, babies are supposed to be with their moms, puppies, then I'm like, oh, I don't love that. I don't know enough about this topic. I can't, I can't like sit here and like strongly, I know a lot of people have really strong feelings and thoughts and beliefs around this. And I just don't know enough. I know that breeding world, I know the word puppy mills and that like things get really abusive and like bad conditions and that makes sense to me like you you know if I get why it's like effed up if you just keep making a female dog like always be pregnant forever like that's messed up but like all of the details and the nuances I'm pretty sure there's people that do it that aren't evil I don't know I just don't know enough about this okay yeah and that's fine I don't think people Listen to this podcast expecting. Well, I know enough people have been like talking about it on the internet of like their disturbia, but then I think that there's plenty of people that don't. So that's just where I land that they're like, I don't know enough to be like up in arms completely. And yet I do have some light concerns and I don't understand who's going to take care of those puppies. Coming this Wednesday, Tim's doing a, uh, 
Till Death Do Us recap exclusive deep dive <laughs> on the puppy mill industry. Investigate it. So if that's something that you're interested in, watch okay. watch for that podcast <laughs> that will not be coming out. Great. I can't wait for that. Uh, so with Pastor Cal, Eris just comes right out of the gate saying, I was stressed out on the honeymoon because she was very into me and very attracted to me. And I'm just not on that level. And I feel guilty. And then, and so you're going, oh God, oh God. Like, it just sucks that he led the way on this and he's really like reiterating it in a lot of different ways. And then he makes it all worse. Normally, I mean, it's the other way around for me. I mean, normally I'd be out on that balcony out there being crazy, basically making an R&B video. Excuse me. Like that, you just like rubbed sea salt chunks into <laughs> Jasmine's wounds. Like that, I and I just, you can feel it. Like Jasmine is just working so hard to keep her face straight. And to act completely okay with the fact that this is all being said. And you know it is massively, like, bothering her and hurting. Yeah. And so it just, like, makes me sad for her. And, I mean, Pastor Cal kind of tries to, like, imply that he's working at – because then – oh, because – Eris does say he feels very natural and comfortable, like, holding hands and, like, being, like, coupling next to each other, sitting down and stuff. Like, cuddle light, basically. And so Pastor Cal takes from that, like, I think you might be working this all up in your mind to be something way bigger and, like, basically having a version of, like, performance anxiety and he's basically killing it by obsessing on exactly if like his exact levels of attraction moment to moment. He's he feels pressure to perform and be in like, like he should be into her is his whole thing. Yeah. The reason he feels this way, in my opinion, is because this isn't a one night stand. Exactly. And he doesn't know how to operate outside of these parameters. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't, the tools aren't there to build attraction and build intimacy because it doesn't seem like it's been done. All he knows how to do is like that steamy build up part in the beginning. Exactly. And then when he gets what he wants, he moves on. Yeah. And, and now, starts the process all over again. I agree. But I I do think that like he doesn't he doesn't know how to differentiate that. So he yes. just believes like I'm just not attracted to her mm-hmm. really, you know? Which, tell me why, after all that, Pastor Kyle looks at Jasmine and asks her to tell Eris some things that she really likes about him. I'm like, is that really the answer right now? I I, I think we might have another ego in more need of stroking Pastor Kyle, which he did eventually switch it over. And again, we get a terminally ill reference. But why? this time it's not poop, but it's, <laughs> it's you're around to clean my... My kids poop butts. I'm like, why is the only way you know how to describe a relationship? This woman's wonderfulness is by her ability to be present whilst you're dying. Yeah, I mean that's like a thing, but like that's not it. And it certainly feels like you don't have much on the top of your head if that's what you keep going to. Makes sense at all. Uh, Which then, in the end, we get another. 
Pastor Cal telling him to just start focusing on the good in her. And that's just, I think, I do... It's like that is a part of things, right? Is like reframing and and um, redirecting your focus. Yeah. But I'm just not sure it's this simple for all of these couples. Yeah. And I'm not sure that, like, he certainly didn't solve anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I just, that's why I wasn't like the most impressed. It's like he made some good points, but there was not really like tools given. And that's where... We need real therapists, and I am still wondering when they will arrive. If they exist. So, yeah, I just feel like Jasmine had the complete short end of the stick this episode. Yeah, I agree. In every way. I agree. And I don't think she deserves this. And, okay, my last thing with her is, like, the part that kills me even more is that she's clearly... She is doing, she's looking for all the good in Eris. Like, he pet the puppy, okay? And she's, like, seeing him with the dogs. I think it's just really, oh my God, really, I, I mean, it just makes me look at him differently and my feelings are growing and I am worried that I'm, like, going to fall in love with him. I'm like, really? Because he pet the dog? Jasmine, the bar, the bar. Like, there's a difference between, like, it's only the most adorable puppy I've ever seen. You'd have to be a freaking psychopath, psychopath to not hold and pet that puppy. Right. Like completely. Yeah. I know. Do you have any other thoughts on them? I don't. Do you have any after party thoughts before I get into my power rankings? I mean, I think we touched most of it other than, I mean, the last thing that I forgot to say earlier that she said that I thought was interesting is he's just using her as a scapegoat. Because he's really just mad that a narrative started of him being the loser in the basement on the honeymoon by, like, production. I'm oh, like, mm. gosh. Anyway, but no, I we pretty much talked about it all. Clint didn't really. Clint was a politician. Yeah. So he didn't, like, give any. It's on the trail. Juice. All right, himself. here we go. Power rankings. Okay. Episode eight, power rankings. Number five, Dominique and McKinley. Mm-hmm. Number four, Gina and Clint. Okay. Number three, Jasmine and Eris. Uh-huh. Two, Kirsten and Shaq. And number one, Nicole and Chris. Yeah. Pretty yeah. straightforward. I might have to like shift up how we do these. I might need to do like categories again. I might need to go back to my tiers. Why? Just because there was one week where there wasn't enough movement for you? No, I just think that like one through five is like not even fair to some of these people. Like mm. some of these people should be off the face of the earth in terms of rankings. And <laughs> like not in the same yeah, bracket. Yeah. Like marriage favorites, contenders, pretenders, zero chances in hell. Maybe <laughs> I mean, those are I'm my open tears. To you coming up with something that you like better. I don't care. I'll workshop it. Okay. Yeah. Workshop it. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. What a shit show of a week, eh? Um, excited for next week and all that it holds for us to scream about. And oh yeah, we get um Eris's cousins back. Oh my god. Let's I'm go. I'm like, are you joking? Let's go. At least Jasmine's coming for her. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm into that. So yeah, next week looks good. And we hope you have great weekends and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.